Welcome to Racket. Roadies and crew, keeping events topical. Hi. Hello, mate. Hello. We're just going to turn you up a bit, okay? Okay. Oh, you're sounding very sexy and beautiful. How the devil are you? I'm all right, actually. Yeah, I'm okay. You know, surviving. We'd like to ask you how you got in the business. I went to see Motorhead on the Ace of Spades tour. I remember walking in the gig and seeing speakers like starting starting at the floor and as far as I was concerned went all the way up to the roof, right? And then a great big pile of scaffolding in the sky, right? <laughs> Clattered with lights and stuff. You know, band came on and, you know, blooming bits of props opened up, curtains dropped and things happened and uh, bands disappeared off it came back on again when he goes what's up there and the crowd went bomber and I'm just saying scaffolding all I could see was scaffolding and then all of a sudden this fucking Heinkel 111 came out the roof and dive bombed the stage and I remember thinking at that point that's what I want to do oh my god <laughs> But you went a long way from that dream, man. I mean, I don't know if it's uh, too early to name drop. Uh, I know you'd worked with Prodigy for a number of years, but... Um... It was um, it was 12, 12 years, yeah. They are an amazing band, an amazing phenomena, yeah? Mm. The punk rock pantomime, as we used yeah. to call them. Panto-rave, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... yeah, which was just a... fairly succinct, yes, carry on. So uh, I guess you, are, you must be familiar with John, their sound engineer? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Big I, nose, yeah. yeah I, I worked with um, John on a, a couple of little tours in the past as well. Lovely fella too. Um, I remember Good he was telling, guy. Me, yeah, telling me about the um, thumpum. What's it? Sorry, thumpunderous array that he set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, you know, the, John was really good, right? Um, he uh, he kept all in control and. Uh, he was a kind of a master of the craft. He really was. He was really quite clever, John, the way he did things. You know, I don't really know too much about, you know, the, in the detail of what he did, but I know he did it very, very well. And uh, I remember at one point turning around saying, oh, you're doing not bad for a new boy. And he went, Mac, I've been here for six years. And I went, oh, fuck, I suppose. Yeah, OK, then. Hey, Mac, we're just wondering, man, I mean, of all your years of working in the industry, like you must have seen some... Incredible, funny stories, fuck ups. Uh, I don't know of any kind of. I don't know some some anecdotes of stupid stories that you've seen people do something wrong. The, um, right. I, there was a, a spinal tap thing happened one night. All um, of those, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used I used to. I was on loads of spinal tap things. I used to work for Terence Trent Derby. Right, did a couple of years with him. Three albums, I think. I made talented individual, and we were on the support slot with Duran Duran. Right. And during Duran said, had this backing singer, I can't remember her name, but she started, there was a telephone box, right? And she started the song in this telephone box and the telephone had a mic and a blah, blah, blah. And anyway, one night this fucking thing wouldn't open up, you know, and just this <laughs> pile of fucking road. Try, try to get this door open. It's like, there you go. I mean, that's the tap all over, <laughs> you know. Have you, I mean, like when you do all your, your lampy stuff and you're, you're up in the rafters and rigging up lights and stuff, I mean, what's the closest dangerous shit you've seen happen in terms of 
Obviously, don't get anyone well, in trouble we, here. You don't but, have uh, to name well, names. We don't, do no, any, yeah. we don't do anything dangerous anymore, do we? We're not allowed, you know. No. Yes, um, there is but, health and safety. Health and safety first. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, when I was like, <laughs> actually, right, oh, God, you've reminded me of something. Um, years ago, we were doing Bross at Wembley Stadium, right? It was their last, I think it, was, it might well have been their last ever gig. And uh, it was this massive stage troll stage called Roof, right? A 55-foot cantilever at the front and we had this big 80-foot-long front truss and uh, not wearing any harnesses and stuff. And I worked out, if it, when I was walking it a bit and I could see the thing flexing and I worked out if I actually jumped up and down on it, I could get the holes. I could see this wave going down the truss. <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah, but you can't do that anymore. Or you would like you would jump from trust to trust, and if it was like a little bit too far, you'd start the thing swinging like a pendulum, you know, <laughs> and wait for that point, and then you'd walk from one to the other. But yeah, it's all. So was that a situation? All that fun, all that fun, fun stuff's all gone, isn't it? But this is a really interesting thing. I mean, you've been in the industry for so long and you remember what it used to be He's like. You're still a very you know? young man. Oh, yeah. Still very young. Well, no, no, very but, employable. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm very drastic, young yeah. and employable. Tell us yeah. about the war, Mac. How was that for you? Yeah. I mean, in the days yeah, you know, before one, health and safety was... One's going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, I suppose continuing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in the war, Uncle Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it is all, it is kind of, you know, it's, I will say this actually about the state of the business. I, um, I don't particularly like the fact that the, the music now seems to be second, it's taken a second, second place. You know, I think, we're now we're dealing with these experiences, these extravaganzas, yeah. and uh, it seems to. I think it kind of lacks a bit of um, integrity. Really. Yeah. You know, pop, pop I don't want to. You really? know, I, I think you know when any of us, you know, if we want to say, "Oh, I'm going to go and see a band," but you go and see them down like for Brighton, for example, you go and see them in the Concord, wouldn't you? You know, because so, that's where you're going to get a decent night out. It's just a band with no shit. Hmm. Whereas most of the stuff that we, you know, we kind of get involved with are these, you know, 10 trucks at a time with all this shit. And ultimately, the... Um, well, when they you, all say, when you say shit... In a way, it's almost like they're, they're kind of sort of technologically homogenised. It's all just the same crap yeah. yeah so it sounds to me like you're of the um opinion that you go to hear a band or see a band that's uh you're talking to a lampy uh, you go to a sport yeah you go to i go to well you obviously always say you go to see a band because you want to see some women in motion don't you you know um you want to see sweat dripping down them you know you want to uh watch a guitar player or a bass player or see a drummer do whatever drummers do that fantastic you know make those fantastic noises and all that blooming daft facial expressions you know so you definitely see a band but you always want obviously the music comes first but there's a a feel you know I think particularly with the sort of our, with the the rock and roll or the, the um, you know uh, there's a feel of being at um happening with the crowd, you know, and this is this is one of the things that's I think is really important. I think, you know, is this that uh, there's a, a duality between the crowd and the stage and the band, you know, and they exist together because you can't have 
a band on their own are just it's just crap, isn't it? And an audience <laughs> on their own without a band is just rubbish as well. Yeah, I, I think our theory is is you you guys come along in your trucks, we come and unload the the whole thing, everybody's having a good time, and then these wankers come on for a couple of hours every night and ruin it all. Yes. You know. Spoil a good day. Um, yeah. So let's make it clear, I mean, we're dissing musicians like on this programme. I'm the show is just getting in the way of my it, day. Exactly you know, right. You know, out, we get in and they get out. Why? You know, let's, yeah. it's just but, a problem. But there's a lot, remember, there's a lot of, uh, I think, um, inverse snobbery that we all, you know, we all sort of broadcast this, you know, about, you know, fuck, well, they, they were rubbish. And of course, actually, in reality, if you're like really honest with yourself, you think, well, actually, you know, they are really good, but it's just not for me tonight. You know, I would rather be painting my nails or washing my hair or painting my hair <laughs> and washing my nails, whatever it is, you know. I mean, Ross in, you know, Ross in particular, you know, we we grew up in a sort of a counterculture thing and went into the... We didn't go into the music business for the music business. We went, you know, we did that thing because it was a calling because we were part of that culture, you it's, know. It's a way and, of life, uh, yeah. As you, I think as you go through it all and you sort of develop, then you realise you've got to, uh, you know, you can't, you have to toe the line a bit and then, you know, other, all these, are, you know, and obviously you've got to make money somehow and then you realise, well, if, you know, actually if I watch my P's and Q's a bit and uh, I'm, maybe I'm a bit uh, obsequious, you know, and... Uh, Less, um, I think I have to say yeah. obsequious. I'm sorry. What's going on? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> big, big word. Uh, <laughs> hold on. You can say you can, just, it's, you know, it's definitely um, going to be the word of the week, doing, isn't it? Obsequious. Hmm. How many times can we get that into a sentence? It means to cow town, right? That's all. Okay. You know, just showing a bit of uh, obedience to people. See, right? we're you not know? as stupid as people think. See, there is actually <laughs> yeah. some absolute so, skill uh, out there. Got, got a question for you, Matt? Would you? Um, yes. Uh, so. For people that want to start doing what we do, obviously, you know, that's not going to be for a couple of years, but I know for a fact there's a whole uh, two years worth of uh, people at BIM, for example, um, who Mm -hmm. have been learning the trade and uh, aren't going to get an opportunity to really uh, meet people. Obviously, the thing's changed so much. Um, I mean, in the 10 years I've been doing it properly, um, there there have been so many changes. And I wonder, do you have um, any advice maybe for people that might be wanting to um, break into uh, what you do? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's just funny that. Um, pay attention to your pay attention to what's going on around you, right? Don't go in thinking I'm going to be the big I am because you're not, right? Don't, you know, what you really what you've got to do is learn how to sweep the stage, haven't you? You've got to learn how to, like, you know, unpick gaffer, right? You have to learn how to pack a box properly. It's not all about being the fastest script kiddie on a blooming grand MA or, you know, whatever it is, being able to time align all that PA crap, what, you know, that stuff. It's just learn the basics. Learn how to tidy up after yourself, you know? That's really keep your workstation clean. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really serious. I remember when I when I used to do racks. The first thing I would do back in the days when we could all smoke inside was I'd go and get a bin and I'd set a bin up beside racks. You know, and then that way I'd somewhere to put all the shit. And lo and behold, what used to happen was it was, it was a sort of a, a sub effect of it was people would end up coming round 
because there was a bin there. You know, he'd have a little chat for five minutes and it became sort of bizarrely sort of like the social thing. But yeah, do learn the basics, right? Without a doubt, you know, show some humility. Because I, uh, I work, I do a lot, I do a lot of uh, corporate stuff nowadays, and you get these kids coming in from uh, oh, <laughs> oh, shame on you! And they're, oh, they're, all mouth, they're all mouth and no fucking trousers. Yeah. <laughs> it's good money in corporate, though. Isn't you it? just went for the money, Matt. Come on, be honest. You just went for the money. I do. Well, of course, I do it for the money. Yeah. But also, it's um, it's kind of it suits my lifestyle more. You know, it enables me to do my other things now. I'm quite happy with the London corporates because, yeah, it, what it means is, you know, I can then, I can spend time racing. I take the money from the corporates and go out racing. It's perfect. Fuck but. yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, Mac, I've got a question, man. Um, we're going to try and get this information off most of the people we call, but uh, a tour bus story. Uh, I mean, tour bus is a, an incredible thing that people don't realise, like 16 sweaty men sharing a bus. I guess in the old days it used to be rock and roll. I don't know, anything you can think of that... Uh, you, you've done um, your time on tour sure you get in your own bunk. No matter how trashed you are, get in your own bunk. Whatever you do, do not get in the rigorous bunk. And I've tried that twice now and it didn't mm. turn out oh, well. Oh, you shared a bunk with the rigor. That's sexy <laughs> times, huh? Uh, <laughs> There's some sexy riggers out there. Don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, yeah, and, um, don't lean on the bus door whilst you're moving. That's usually a good one. Oh, yeah, oh, don't shit on the bus. That's yeah, a good the big one. rule. Big shitting on the bus rule. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, you know, God, tour bus stories, millions of them. You know, yeah. really. Just one will do. Um, <laughs> Go on. One. Drag one out of your memory. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I can't see any of those. <laughs> we are going to send you a copy of this. This is the whole. No, it's the whole thing. Is you know, I mean, it's like 35 years of touring, and it's kind of all scarred with blooming, You know, no, well, make, make one up with, then. Uh, make one up with with hedonistic stuff. Um, nah, <laughs> nah. Okay, nah. so so I tell, he, I tell you what, there was some. I remember a pal of mine, right? He, uh, you know, he watched the TV nowadays, right? and he got sent out his first tour. And lo and behold, there was a um, gastric flu went round the whole bus. Oh, and he was just oh saying that God. the aisle of the bus was just this like <laughs> sea of vomit for days. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I'm really glad I wasn't on that. And if that doesn't bus, put you, you know, off I mean, touring, nothing will, <laughs> obviously. Okay, would yeah, you yeah. recommend oh, it? I, yeah, um, and never go, with, never go with a cheap bus company, right? <laughs> we were on this thing with the Banshees and uh, a brand new company. I won't mention their name, but they were going to take over the rock and roll market. So we uh, we get on this bus and all the bunks are made up the wrong way around pills at the front, right? And there was seat belts in the bunks and they'd taken away everything that would have made a bus functional, like the microwave and the TVs and all that. They got rid of all of those, yeah? And uh, every night we sit down, ready to go through the next village or town, whatever it was in Italy, and the driver and his assistant would sit there with the little echoettes on their shirts and the key fob, all of that crap. And then they'd open up the maps. And it's like, for fuck's sake, can we go? And it's like, no, we're working out where we're going. It's like, well, what did you do during the day? Hmm. And then uh, he got lost one night, right? Or he really badly lost. And uh, we went through this little mountain, up this mountain range, through this village, and we heard this god-awful crack, right? And uh, he'd basically broken the sump in the engine. But he carried on going with this oil temperature, like going up and up and up. 
And eventually it came to like four in the morning and the bus ground to a halt hmm. on this flyover. Perfect timing. Bog. <laughs> and, it's, and it's one of those points you think, you know, I just do not want to be here. Let me out. Yeah. Stop the bus. <laughs> Making this sound so exciting, so <laughs> romantic. It's amazing how much experience the drivers need to have, though, because it's something you don't really factor in. You are going to be leaving a venue or often a festival so late, and just a little fuck up with your with your um, map plan. I had a similar one. I think it was uh, well, the band I won't mention, but uh, we were coming out of a festival, heading towards Ireland, and he he'd taken this route that took him down another mountain road, and um, he, he had to sort of um, uh, serpentine all the way down. And um, yeah, there's this one corner and it just ground out on opposite corners. No, shit. no oh, fucking tires touching the fucking road anymore. <laughs> That's oh, it. So we had to get out, yeah, yeah. unhook the fucking trailer, push in this stupid bus. The whole band involved. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> this job is yeah, yeah, getting yeah, more and imagine. more glamorous yeah. every second. Yeah. There's no doubt. In fact, that, that, you know, see all this, all that stuff. Though, I mean, it's just it's basics, isn't it? You know, and to get back to what's said about the, you know, all the kids coming in and stuff, you know, it really is learn the basics, right? So if you're going to be, uh, you know, you're coming in and you think, well, I want to be in management, I want to be production manager or whatever, make bloody well sure that your drivers have a plan of what's going on. You know, just make, you know, get it all got to tick all the blooming T's and dot the I's, haven't you? you it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be military precision from start to finish, yeah. Well, well, it really does, you know, because, you know, there's no, it really shouldn't be finishing school, should it, you know? Yeah? That's well, the way I look at have it. Have you had any incidents with people leaving their passports behind or, or hotel room keys or credit cards or something? Oh, all the time. I've, I've done all with it. Oh, my God. Oh, Why yeah, is that so common that people have yeah, grown yeah, adults? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you... Because they're so Bad. tired, I obviously. say people, I mean musicians. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, it's easily done. It was, um, you know, um, passes is the big one because if you've got a tour pass, I'm assuming you've had a fair few of those, Mac, but um, if you lose your pass, then that's that's pretty big fucking oh, news because that means a backstage pass is out there. Well, look, I'm really yeah. sorry. I'm an idiot. Give me a new one, please. And sometimes they go, <laughs> that's going to cost you. And like, all right, whatever yeah. it is, you know, there'll be some stupid forfeit, whether it's a, a financial forfeit or you've got to go, you know, on the stage naked, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. Have you done a few Glastonbury's, Mac? I've done many a Glastonbury. I was actually there when the, uh, the, 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 the blooming shit thing the wrong way around, yeah? That was, that was phenomenal. That can was can you expand on that? <laughs> this is so glamorous, this job. Well, it's another shit it, job. It was one of, like, 97 and 98. I did both of them with the prods. And um, there was a big dance tent just behind the, the main stage. And they sent this machine in to suck up some water, right? And uh, instead of sucking it up, what it ended up doing was straight shit everywhere. And then, um, and th- and then, and then the ground support sunk at the same time as well. I remember that. Literally can sank you, Can you shit. tell a really nice story now? Because we we haven't had one yet. No, no, more, more <laughs> toilet ones. More toilet ones. <laughs> you know, there there well, is there a positivity a, 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 to this. You always remember about Glastonbury is by there's a little sort of stream that runs through it, and there'd be these signs that say don't piss in the, in the river, you know, piss in the stream because you're affecting the pH balance and killing the fish, you know. Yeah. Yep. Glastonbury's a funny place, isn't it? Yeah, it's Mate. funny. It's, 
I've got uh, it's very much a sort of dichotomy. It's either been really shit or really good, right? And unfortunately, all the times that I've done the big stage, it's been really, really crap. But when I've been there with a little band and one of the sort of like peripheral, no one cares places, it's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's such a big site, isn't it? I mean, and and that's an interesting one. You know, you've got a farmer, a, 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 a what's it called? Evis. Um, Evis. Evis. Turned. Yeah. Um, promoter, well, not even promoter. One of the largest festivals in the world. In fact, interesting Probably fact here: most, um, Glastonbury, when it's on, talked about festival, it, yeah. yeah when it's on, it is the most densely populated place on the planet. So, I don't really? think there is anyone on the planet that doesn't know about Glastonbury. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Burning Man is not as big as Glastonbury, so shut up about it. <laughs> this year's I remember, highlights. Um, you know, there's a there's a just beside Glastonbury Tilton, right? There's another festival there that they they hold the locals, and uh, I was down there one day with uh, it's irrelevant who I was there with, and uh, it was kind of pissing down, and there was a, a one of those orbit things, right? And there was this, I remember, and I remember turning, there was a rigger up there just finishing off doing some stuff. And I remember turning around to my mate and saying, really glad I'm not up there, you know, it's really fucking minging. And then all of a sudden we heard the bloody big thump, right? And this rigger had come, slid down the skins, broken his fall on someone else. And oh, uh, five minutes later, the big yellow helicopter came in to collect him, you know? And. Oh. <sighs> Oh, yeah, make sure, you know, but it's just the fact that, you know, the, the prophetic words of saying, I'm glad I'm not up there, like, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, a very, yeah. it's a, I mean, the things that go on in a day fitting up a show, which is actually, so, you know, anything yeah, could actually, happen. There's a thing, there's a, actually, to go, sorry, to go back to the kids coming in, never work on your own, right? Or if you say you're going to go and do someone, make sure someone is watching you because, Accidents do happen, and you know I uh, <laughs> right doing the banshees years ago, Brixton Academy, and uh, big pile of kabukis on this mid truss. Right, and I thought right, I'm going to prep as much as I can so I can drop these as quickly as I can so we can open the doors and bang of sound checking there. And I remember taking one of these bungees off, and it just it just slipped through my hand. And I could see the whole thing in slow motion, and then the bungee cord, the hook, was in my eye, right? Oh, so, oh shit. Right, Middle of the mid-truss, and uh, it's obviously sound check. No one hears you scream during sound check, right? And you're up in the air. <laughs> no one. Right? There's, a, there's another show. My, <laughs> le- my, my left eye shut down in sympathy with the right eye, so it's now effectively blind up the truss with all this noise going on. And I managed to shimmy my way along to the corner block, turn round, go along the side of the truss to the upstage right corner block, feel my way onto the ladder and go down the truss ladder and then I had to stop and hold on to the truss ladder for dear life. So I couldn't see fuck all. I mean, I'm really absolutely blind. And wait for the noise to stop and then go, help, help. <laughs> and, uh, I got, and then got weaved off to hospital and you know, stuck but the show high. still went on. Yeah. You didn't chuck a little vomit in panic at some point there, did you? Oh, that sounds horrendous. Jesus Christ. Mm. You poor that was, Yeah, that was kind of bad. But So came back and uh, got got another lampy in to give me a hand. So as long as like tell me which ropes were which, you know, so I did all my cures. And uh, obviously I got out of the get-out that night, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I think, Matt, you're going to have to come back every week because you've got so much to say. I think, you know, you're, you're amazing and it's been a real joy to speak to you today. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt, man, lovely and job, man. Likewise, yeah, yeah. Be a pleasure, man. Thank you. Nice nice good night. Cheers, mate. We've been racking. Roadies and crew keeping events topical. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.